0: Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. <clears throat> when Prince Charles checked out the new mini-plant near Oxford this week, he made sure to include the birth of his new granddaughter in his speech. The
1: development of technology like electric vehicles, or green hydrogen for that matter, for heavy transport, is vital for maintaining the health of our world for future generations. Something I'm only too aware of today, having recently become a grandfather for the fifth time. Uh, and such happy news really does remind one of the necessity of continued innovation.
0: No mention of the name there, but Charles and Camilla did welcome baby Lilibet Diana on Twitter. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's social media accounts also congratulated Harry, Meghan and Archie. On the arrival of Lily. The name is, as anyone who watched The Crown knows, the family nickname for the Queen. It started when, as a young girl, she couldn't say Elizabeth properly. Harry and Meghan choosing it for their daughter was seen as uncontroversial until a report on the BBC claimed they hadn't asked the Queen about using it first. That was swiftly and furiously denied by the couple in L.A., but it seems a controversy has arisen. Our Royal editor, Robert Jobson's here. Robert, the name seemed like an olive branch to the royal family after some division recently. Is it really proving controversial inside the palace?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know about inside the palace. I suppose it would have been probably easier if the child's name had been... Elizabeth, not Lilybet, because Lilybet of course, was a, a nickname that was, um, I think, first used by um, the, the Majesty's late sister, Margaret. But also, I think the king used to say, the old king used to say that Lilibet was my pride and Margot is my my joy. It's a family name. It's a family and personal name. So, um, yeah, I, I believe it was probably meant um, as a, an honour, really, or by Harry and Meghan to his grandmother, you know, rather like the second name being Diana. But and also, the child was not Lily Bett as such. I know that's the name, should be referred to and known as Lily. So, and the Queen has never been known as Lily.
0: Do we know what actually happened ahead of this announcement then? Did Harry and Meghan speak to the Queen and ask her if they could use the name? Well, we don't know
1: about Meghan, but I mean, you know, Harry's people have been very clear to the standard saying that. The prince approached the queen with the news of the with the announcement, and, and before it had gone public, saying that, um, that we had, they'd had a daughter and he hoped to use the name, Lilybeth Diana Mountbatten Windsor, um, and they're very clear about that. Now the BBC uh, say, and it's Jolly Diamond who I've, I've got no reason to, to doubt his reporting. He's a very solid guy. Um, Says a senior source at the palace had said that when they put the story saying that the Queen hadn't been told, that the source said, well, she, she's not aware of that. So, you know, she, she'd not been aware of the, of the name being used so, or been given an instruction beforehand that that was going to be the case. So it's sort of a it's a, a bit of a briefing war between who said what and where. You know, to, it all seems a bit silly over a little girl's name." But it's now turned into a big row with the BBC being threatened with legal action from Harry and Meghan, who seem to resort to this almost immediately as their first as their first um, point of call um, over the whole thing, which does seem rather silly. I'm sure that it can be resolved a little bit more peacefully than that.
0: And of course, this is all coming off the back of that BBC Panorama programme in which Martin Bashir interviewed Princess Diana, and it was ruled that he'd used deceitful methods to get that interview, something which he continues to deny. But the relationship between Buckingham Palace, the royal family and the BBC isn't great right now, is it? Well, well, maybe not, but to be
1: fair to the BBC, if they've got a story and they put it, to a senior figure at the palace, and the, it's not denied. One could, you know, one would expect them to have got it right. So, I, I don't think that the, the, this is in the same league as the deceit that obviously went on over securing the um, the interview with Princess Diana for Panorama by Martin Bashir, of which they've had to apologise. But yeah, you know, things aren't necessarily at a great stage with the BBC, and I'm sure that's why the report has been extra careful. But in this, at this moment in time. Um, the tweets haven't been taken down and nor is the story by the BBC so they seem to be standing by their reporter. That, that said, I, I think that really that there needs to be someone there's a lack of there's a lack of communication going on between you know Harry and Megan and what goes on over here. maybe it's something to do with the time lapse but clearly there's a lack of communication it seems too with say the, the you know the palace, and then or oh, the BBC and the Palace, because somewhere along the line, this has got confused. And if it's simply a case of a mis- misunderstanding, then really it should be sorted out a little bit more simply than legal letters and threats. Because it's now what was a nice story about the naming of a little girl, a baby, and you know, every baby born is a blessing, royal or not to me, it seems ridiculous. You know, this now, this poor little girl's name has become the centre of a row. Well, surely that shouldn't be the case.
0: I'm wondering if Harry and Meghan are wondering if they can do anything right when even the, the naming of their own daughter becomes controversial.
1: Well, it becomes, you know, like a three-act play, everything they do. And I, I, I feel, you know, if they have sought permission, the Queen has clearly given permission um, then that's fine, but if they've got some confusion, I mean, I, I think in the statement they said, "Hope we hope," you know, he hoped that that would be the case, and that the Queen uh, and the, and they their understanding was that the Queen had given their blessing, otherwise they would not have done so. But I know I remember when Prince George was being named, Prince William specifically went to the Queen, spoke to her personally, and was able to get clarification. And obviously, George. One day will be the king, and it was being named. He was being named after um, Her Majesty's father, so it was quite sensitive as well. But the, the truth is, these things should be done very clearly, and and probably not so much in the last minute. Maybe there's there's a lesson be learned in this, is that maybe if things are done a little bit, um, a bit, spent a bit more time, um, it'll be, it would be. It would be better and more clearly sorted out because clearly, if, if you get a phone call late at night or whatever time it was, saying "Oh, we've had the baby, a little baby girl, and we're hoping to call it Lindybet," and uh, you know, and I'm sure if that's the case, the Queen would have said, "How lovely! You know, what a lovely thought!" <laughs> but you know, that doesn't, that's not the same as getting clear permission.
0: So maybe there's some misunderstanding. In all this. And meanwhile, the the actual state duties of the royal family go on. The Queen is going to be meeting Joe Biden for the first time since he became president when he's in the UK for the G7 conference in Cornwall. What's going to happen at that meeting, do you think, Robert? Well, it'll be, um, you know, it's the meeting of two
1: heads of state, but it won't be on the uh, you know, state visit level. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, an opportunity that President Biden is taking. Um, quite rightly because it it sort of helps endorse the the so-called special relationship although um, you know it it seems uh, um, uh, it's not necessarily um, as strong as it say was but we you know it's it's just a cementing of of that I'm sure that the Joe Biden um, will you know they will speak about uh, you know matters that are not just frivolous because of course both well, Her Majesty is as Head of State has access to all the state papers and everything that matters. I would have, I would have thought also it may be um, at that time I know that the Prince of Wales who's now the patriarch of the family would has been very keen to meet Joe Biden for some time to discuss areas where they do have common ground when it comes to the environmental issues that maybe he might be present at, at some stage during those conversations um, with Her Majesty because... You know, we are a monarchy in transition, and sometimes um, it's important that Prince Charles is, is there as well. So that he may be there in a supporting
0: role. We'll have to wait and see. And that's the leader. Head to standard.co.uk and check out our insider pages for more stories on Harry, Meghan, and the royals. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4 p.m.